Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and today we are not doing a sequel. Uh, it's about time you came up with an original idea. Don't I know it. And instead, today we'll be talking about what it's like to fly these days since I took my first trip since this whole pandemic began. Um, I have to confess that I am here under duress because, dear listener, Brett went to Hawaii and I am very jealous. No, please. Come on. It'll be fun. Pull it together. Mm. All right, fine. But look, before we get into it, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight experiences turbulence, but did you know you can find out exactly how bumpy your flight will be even before you get on the plane? Dave, did you know that? Uh, I, I did, because uh, our good friends at Turbulence Forecast uh, have let me know that for a good while now, and we thank them for it. Yes. Uh, did, you get, uh, did you get Turbular on your flight to Hawaii? Turbular? <laughs> You're just making up words now? Yeah, man. My flight was totally turbular. <laughs> there there were a a couple of bumps on our flight but nothing too bad and it's uh I, I looked at the maps it's exactly what the map said would be there so you know well there you go turbulence <laughs> forecast does a good job amen to that so for everyone exciting updates are rolling out later this year including all new enhanced maps and an upgrade to the forecast by email service so be sure to join the mailing list to be the first to know when those features are available. Check it out today at turbulenceforecast.com. And now, Dave, we can talk about my trip to Hawaii because you are so jealous and it'll yep. be fun to rub it in. Nope, not for me. Okay. Well, look, I, I actually didn't think I was going to be traveling this soon, to be honest, but uh, at the end of October, there I was on an airplane heading west, uh, so... What ended up happening was Hawaii opened up on October 15th uh, to visitors with a pre-testing program. And Hawaiian Airlines asked if I was interested in coming out to test out the new process, see how it worked, and, and do all that. So, uh, look, I mean, Hawaii is my favorite place on Earth, so it wasn't really hard to twist my arm. But I actually was really interested in seeing how the testing program worked as well. Uh, so, you know, let's, let's put the important uh, disclaimer here that Hawaiian did provide the flight and the COVID testing here. Uh, and I handled everything else, including hotel and all that. Right. Uh, everybody, Brett is a major VIP who gets to go to Hawaii, and I'm not mad about it. I mean, you all. already said you're mad about it. This is not, you just pretend you're taking the high road. Come on. <laughs> I'll see what I can do to rub it in. And let me start by saying it did not suck. Uh, but some aspects of the of the whole process certainly did suck, actually. So... Uh, I know they're they're continuously trying to smooth this out and make it better. So hopefully it's been ironed out by now, but uh, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you still ended up in Hawaii, right? So seems pretty worth it. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. But honestly, it, it was fairly daunting in the beginning, and some people might be turned off by the complexity of the whole thing. Uh, and others might be turned off by the, the steep cost of the testing. It's, it's not cheap, uh, especially if you're flying inner island. It, it could be more costly than the, the flight itself. Uh, but, you know, look, that being said, if you can swing it, it's worth it. It is still Hawaii after all. So what does Hawaii make you do? 
the hula. <laughs> no, that would be fun to see all these very no, I'm, tourists. Uh, I'm out in. on I'm out on hulas, but you won't do the hula, man. It's an art. <laughs> I tell you. I don't think they make you do the hula uh, for uh, COVID protocols, Brett. All right, fine. Look, the biggest hurdle is that you have to get a COVID test from an approved state partner within 72 hours of your departure from the mainland. Uh, but you also have to register with the state safe travels website and answer a health questionnaire and it's a bunch of stuff. So where do you even start with this thing? Uh, this, is, this is a good question. So what I would do is start with the safe travels website, which is at travel.hawaii.gov. And uh, when you get there, what you have to do, you register as a traveler. And anyone over 18 has to do their own registration. So they, it's not a family account or anything like that. Uh, but if you're under 18, you can add a kid onto your account. Uh, and you can do this whenever you want. It, it's not tied to a specific trip. You just have to register once. So, Dave, go do it now if you want to dream of Hawaii. We'll, we'll wait. we got time. No, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll handle it later. What's next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Uh, so, all right, so once you register, then you have to create a trip uh, on that website. So you put in the dates of travel, the flight details, hotel details, and all that stuff. And you just, however many times you're going to Hawaii, you just create a separate trip under your single account for that. And once that's done, then it's testing time. And there's really nothing else to worry about until that's done. Right, and for that, I don't even have to worry about it until 72 hours before travel? Uh, I'd start worrying sooner than that. Uh, so some of the state's partners actually do it by mail. So you should register with them to get the test long before 72 hours. Uh, I used Hawaiian's partner, Vault Health, which, again, Hawaiian provided that for me. Uh, it's normally $150. Uh, and cranky concierge clients can get a little discount, so that's a nice bonus for people who, who book through us. Uh, but when I did it, uh, it was about a week before travel, and they sent me the kit via UPS, uh, it took two days from when I signed up for it to show up at my door. Uh, and then I, I waited until it was like just within 72 hours before our flight to actually take the test. Do they really care if it's exact? I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy who does it one minute early and then gets sent straight to quarantine on arrival for 14 days. <laughs> they, they say it's within 72 hours of when your flight departs. So go with that and don't mess with these guys. Um, the, the way it worked with Vault is I had to log on to a Zoom call with a nurse while they watched me do it. And the thing I love about Vault, by the way, is that it's a saliva test, uh, which is way better than having your brain stabbed. Uh, but you might be surprised how difficult it is to actually create that much saliva. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, still better than brain stabbing. Uh, but so then w- once you do that, you get it up to the line there. The nurse walks you through how to seal it up. And she told me to put some priority code on the envelope since I was going to Hawaii. So if you're going to Hawaii, make sure to tell them because then they'll tell you what to write on the envelope. Uh, And so that was, you know, it took like half hour to get to the nurse, 20 minutes, half hour. So done by 1030-ish and then took it over to UPS and sent it on its way. And uh, it got to the lab on the other side of the country the next morning. And that afternoon, I had the negative result in my inbox. Cool. So then you're clear? Pretty much. uh, But the process isn't over uh, because you have to connect all the dots here. So you need to upload the test result to the Safe Travels website. And they're very specific, saying it has to be a one-page PDF, 
which is particularly annoying since my results came in via just an email. Uh, so I ended up printing the email to a PDF, just the first page, and then I uploaded it. And uh, a few minutes later, it had a little notation there on the website knowing or noting that I was COVID negative. Uh, so, but you, you have to be really careful here. Uh, you have to make sure you're using a trusted partner. If you don't, they'll make you quarantine. And you can't even get a second test once you arrive if you mess that up. Uh, I learned from a, from a reader who had his trip ruined uh, that if you just show up and, and there's something that's not from an approved partner, you're out of luck. The only time you can leave your hotel is to go back to the airport and get on a plane. And uh, unfortunately, that's, that's what they did instead of enjoying their vacation. Yikes. All right. So uh, once you do all that, then we're done. <laughs> no. <laughs> Within 24 hours of travel, you have to go back on the Safe Travels website. You have to fill out a health questionnaire about how you're feeling, whether you prefer papaya or mango, you know, the usual stuff. Mango. How dare you, sir? We all know papaya is the right answer. Mm. Oh, God, I can't. They, they make you quarantine if you say mango. Just I don't so think you know. that's true. I think plenty of people in Hawaii like mango. I, I, you know, I, I don't think papaya is the end-all, be-all uh, mm. tropical fruit. Prove it. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, once you put the correct answer and you submit that questionnaire, then you're ready to fly. And so when I went to the airport, uh, security was empty. The only difference between other security is that you gotta you gotta pull your mask down so they can see your face. Uh, but that you know isn't hard. And then I uh, took a, a sanitizer bath on the other side and then uh, headed off to the gate. And the gate was probably the most uncomfortable part of the entire trip. So we, we were in Terminal 5 at LAX, which is, you know, where all the cats and dogs, the airlines are, Spirit, Frontier, Allegiant, JetBlue, all those guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, the halls weren't that crowded. So we were able to find a, a, a place to huddle uh, while we were waiting for boarding that was far from other people. Uh, although um, – when they started boarding, you couldn't hear the announcements, so everyone had to crowd around. And they were boarding us next to a JetBlue flight, so it was just pretty crowded down there. And I, I stayed back as long as I could, uh, but once a Spirit flight landed and people started getting off without masks or with masks under their noses and other just horribly improper ways of using masks, uh, I gave up and walked to the gate and just listened until it was our turn to go. Uh, masks under the nose. One of my pet peeves. Yeah. What the hell? If you're going to wear a mask at all, why are you not doing it right? I under, I mean, I can't support it, but I understand how people are like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Okay. But I'm going to wear a mask, but I'm going to put it under my nose. <laughs> what the hell? All right. But that's a, that's a different, it's a different podcast here, Dave. Yeah. Listen to, uh, li listen to our previous podcast on safety. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, but so Hawaiian, the, the thing is, all these airlines are boarding really slowly. They're doing very small groups. And so you have to kind of sit around for a while to know what it is. You know, Hawaiian on their boarding pass, it shows what zone you're in, but they're not using the zones anymore. So you really do have to listen to figure it out. And uh, on Hawaiian, they had as few as three rows in each group. So it was a pretty slow process. Uh, but when they called ours, um, we walked up and they took everyone's temperature with those stupid thermal little <laughs> hand scanner things that are totally useless. My, my wife had 92 degrees, which <laughs> I think she's dead. 
That's not <laughs> that I don't understand it, but okay, whatever. Um and uh and then once we got on the plane, uh the flight attendants greeted us wearing their masks and they gave us all little uh, wet naps and uh like one little wet nap. Yep. <laughs> and then we walked back to our seats. Uh, and so we use the wet nap uh, right away. I, I mean, I recommend wiping down the tray table um, around the window, the seat back, the armrests, uh, you know, the, the higher touch spots. Uh, but really, one little wet nap is not enough. Bring your own and uh, bring sanitizer because remember, you can bring up to 12 ounces of sanitizer. Yep, noted. Um, all right, so you're on the airplane. Uh, was it uncomfortable? Not really. I mean, so first of all, Hawaiian's only booking to about 70% of capacity right now. Uh, they're doing that through December 15th, and we'll see. They haven't said what's happening after that. Uh, but that means that most of the seats in the center section are empty. This is on an A330, so it's 242 across. And so they, they weren't filling most of those middle seats, which uh, you know made it feel pretty airy and meant overhead bin space wasn't an issue either. Uh, so that was pretty nice. And then the flight itself was uh, it was pretty normal, just kind of scaled down from the normal experience uh, with service. So Hawaiian, you know, still the holdout here that that normally serves you a, a breakfast, which is great. Uh, but the breakfast service this time is just a bottle of water, a better tasting hot pocket, and a bag of salty death mix. Uh, and they didn't do the second usual service at all which is is the rum punch and the hawaiian chips which is a real bummer because i always like that it's it's that trigger that oh yes we're going to hawaii well we all have to make sacrifices and hot pockets are the worst food so i'm glad hawaiian found a way to improve it uh were people wearing their masks yeah i i didn't see anyone take off their masks except to eat or drink on the plane and and i mean like really eat or drink not the garbage where someone just like cuddles up with a cup of coffee to pretend they're drinking. Uh, so it was pretty comfortable. All right. How about wearing a mask for so long? Uh, when I flew in September, I had an N95 mask, and the tight seal on that uh, did start to get pretty uncomfortable, especially around the ears. Uh, but that was only for a few hours if you count time in the airport. Yeah. So so we use surgical masks, not N95s. And those are, are generally going to be more comfortable. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's funny. It wasn't too annoying on the flight itself. Uh, there were only two issues. One, I wear glasses, and when they fog up, it's just so annoying. Uh, but the climate on the aircraft meant that wasn't too big of a problem. You know, it's, it's pretty comfortable. Uh, and, and two, it, it does make it awkward to eat. So I know I could have just taken the whole thing off, but instead I prefer to just kind of flip the mask down, take a bite, and flip it back up. Uh, it was a little strange, but it, it wasn't bad. I mean, whatever. Who cares? Uh, the, but what was funny about it is that it only really annoyed me long after we landed when I was finally able to take the mask off. So remember, the, the flight's about five and a half hours, but when you consider how long I had to have the mask on before and after the flight when I'm still in a public area, it was more like eight hours that I had this thing on. And when I finally took the mask off in our rental car, man, my ears hurt like hell. Mm. <laughs> I didn't realize it until then. It was just sort of numb. Yeah. Um, but uh, when we got home, my wife uh, found that th they have these attachments you can buy that uh, they loop the, the ear hooks into something that just goes around your whole head. Mm. So uh, I'm going to try that next time, and, and that might make it more comfortable. But uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's still... Uh, 
it's still a long time to wear a mask, and that could be an issue for people that are traveling longer distances. Uh, but honestly, the, the hardest part with the mask is just wearing them on the ground. Uh, because Hawaii is, is really hot and humid, of course. Uh, and going back and forth between that and the frigid air conditioning, my glasses are just uncontrollably fogging up and you get sweaty. It, it, it's just not it's not so pleasant. Sure. I'm sure a listener out there will tell you about ways you can fix that so you stop whining. But uh, oh, <laughs> let's get back to the flight. Uh, so you land, you get off the airplane. Do you just walk away? I wish. Uh, no, they, they make you snake in a single file line. It was funny. Even in the gate area, they, they set up the uh, the rows of, of seats in the waiting area that you have to snake around them. I don't know why. I, I guess to try and just keep people in line. Uh, but So you do that, and then uh, you get toward the front, and they check to make sure all of your papers are in order. And it took us about half hour to get to the front. It, it, but we were the only flight at the time, so it, it wasn't terrible, but I, I can't imagine how this would go if they can't increase capacity here. Uh, and I, I have heard it's gotten better since the first couple of days, so that's good news. Uh, but, you know, when you land in paradise, the last thing you want to do is just stand in line looking out the window at the swaying palm trees. And All right. Wait. All right. We get it. We get it. We, you love Hawaii. So what happens at the front of the line? Well, let's see. There, there were about 10, maybe 12 desks where they have your whole party come up and they check everything. So uh, after you've uploaded everything to the website and do the questionnaire and all that, uh, they give you a QR code and you have to pull that up on the website. Uh, you could also just save it as a screenshot if you want. And uh, then, you know, you don't have to worry about connectivity issues. Uh, but they scan that and then they verify the test results. All right. So how does that work? Didn't you already upload them? Yes, thank you. This is something that shouldn't be hard to do, but apparently it was. So, like, first the guy asked us which vendor we used for our test, even though it was right there in the data, like it had already been uploaded. Uh, and then he, I don't know what happened, but then he asked us for a printout of the results. I don't know why, but we were prepared and had printed it just because there was vague wording that made us think maybe we should do that or maybe not. It was entirely unclear. Uh, but so he took our printouts and then he walked away and went over to some supervisor uh, and then he brought it back and then eventually they let us go. It, it was really weird. And then you were done and you could enjoy paradise. Uh, not exactly. The next step was the rental car pickup. So there you actually show them the part of the website or a screenshot showing you as COVID negative. See, people don't have to get tested to go to Hawaii. They can still fly over and sit in quarantine for 14 days if they want. And if they do that, they can't rent a car. So the car rental agencies have to check those details before letting you take the car. And same goes for the hotel. If you're at a hotel in quarantine, you can't leave the room. And that means if you were tested and are negative, you have to show it to them to prove it. And it gets a little annoying. Like, my wife went to park the car while I checked us in. But she had to show her proof of negative tests or they wouldn't give her a key. But they'd give you a key? <laughs> yeah. I told you none of this makes any sense. All right. So, and that was it? Yes. That was it. It was normal after that. Except for the lack of people around. I mean, there are closed hotels and shops and masks everywhere and... We were told that some restaurants would ask us for proof of COVID negative, and you just show them a screenshot, which I just kept thinking, my God, 
this is so easy to fake. I, I don't understand. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I have horrible Photoshop skills, and I can do this. Uh, but no restaurant actually did that. Uh, th- there were a couple that asked us for our contact info for tracing, which I love. I wish there was more of that everywhere now. Uh, but, you know, that was about it. And then we were able to enjoy our time in uh, in paradise. And I have to say, it. look, it, it wasn't easy to get this all done. But for me, it's worth jumping over pretty much any hurdle, uh, even to spend a day in my favorite place on Earth. Uh, for others, hopefully the process will smooth out and it'll become a little easier over time. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbular times, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that sticks. Oh, that's just delightful. (laughs) The world's going to start talking about turbular (laughs) times. All right. But before we finish up, I want to again thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight you take has turbulence, and wouldn't you like to know how much there will be and when it will happen? Check out TurbulenceForecast.com for worldwide turbulence maps, interpretations, and a concierge forecast by email service. You can receive a personalized turbulence forecast before your flight from the founder of the website. That's TurbulenceForecast.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email Dave directly at Dave at CrankyConcierge.com. Also, email him and let him know how you feel about the word turbular. Yeah, I I welcome all feedback. He continues to lie. (laughs) If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. And if you're looking for the top daily airline news stories with a healthy dose of snark, subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com. Uh, and, and I'll add one more thing. We're doing a mailbag episode, so if you're interested in submitting a question, you can email me directly, uh, or uh, I'll attach a link to the show notes for a form, and you can submit your questions there. Thanks, everyone. Mailbag! Mailbag! <laughs>